I've been reading about Mutiny the Bounty um, on Wikipedia. Um, what else can I say? Uh, what an impressive tale. On which note? <laughs> on which note? My cat got a little fright there. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was sure for a moment there you were going to play Rule Britannia. I'm very glad you didn't. <laughs> I'm actually disappointed like, that you did not. Oh, I didn't even didn't even occur to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how yeah. That should be Britain's the next entry to Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't think we'd win. I would vote for you anyway. <laughs> At least we'd lose with dignity. <laughs> would we though? Would we? <laughs> uh, would be embarrassed for decades. <laughs> Anyway, Mutiny on the Bounty. I'm so excited. I can't believe it's taken us so long. <laughs> I was very tempted to pick this like immediately after picking the previous one, but <laughs> I thought I'd, I'd, I waited until it sounded like there was some kind of appetite for it. Um, <laughs> I don't remember any of us expressing an appetite for it. Oh, when we were talking about Ben Hur, there was a there were yeah there was some some discussion <laughs> of all this. It came up sure. at some point. Well. I, you can tell what me. What I remember did... is you bringing it up, being like, "Well, I think we should watch this now." <laughs> <laughs> I heard the notes in your voice where you're like, "Oh, I want to watch this thing." What? To, to, what? What did you think, Laura? Me? Oh, first of all, justice for Captain Bly. But we'll get onto that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. This was like the best film I've ever seen. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, loved it. it. Was so good. I've so much to say about it. I can't wait to hear what you all thought. Oh, that is so what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Fernando? Um, was this a little different from the previous one? As in, it was almost the same, but they include some things that were not included, or were there yeah. things that were a little bit different? Yeah, definitely. Mm. I, don't rem- listen, I don't really remember the previous one, but how did, the, how did Mr. Christian die... In the previous film was that portrayed was the ending the same no uh, i don't think he did die in the last one yeah what happened in the last to, one he was sentenced to just, death was he not from you that was by am was it not christian got away with it all right yeah did, he he just stayed on the on the pitcairn island did he not god i can't remember now either but i'm pretty sure the mutineers just got away with it and christian lived his life out on yeah, so in in the nineteen thirty five version, um, mm-hmm. the the bounty arrived on Pitcairn Island where they decided to hide, and I think Christian ordered the ship to be burned because mm-hmm. he knew that it would be like a landmark. If somebody spotted it from the sea, they'd know that they were there. So he ordered it to be destroyed. Whereas, of course, in this film, he did the very opposite of that. Yeah. So yeah, Fernando, you're right. It was different. Did 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 you enjoy it? Uh I enjoyed it as much as the previous one. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember what you thought of the previous one. I also cannot remember what I thought of the previous one, and I cannot remember what I thought of this one. Um, I think it was um, illustrative. It, it it made me want yeah. to. to 
learn a little bit more about Mutiny and the Bounty, I kind of remembered that it was based <laughs> on on true events. So I, yeah, um, it, it was, it it had color. Always um, oh, nice. Yes. yes. No expense spared. <laughs> Full technical. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was good. Yes, I'm glad Excellent. we rewatched it. <laughs> rewatched it. Yep. <laughs> we should watch it again. Another cut of it sometime. There's a new, uh... an even newer version, right? <laughs> oh, we'll come to that. I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> Claire. I've saved you to last because I'm most nervous about you. Yeah, with good reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I just thought it was just boring. I just just didn't didn't get into it at all. Was not convinced by the pseudo royal. What's his name? Godfather. Christian Fletcher. Fletcher um, Christian. Mar- Mar- Godfather, yeah. Oh, Marlon Brando. No, wait, it was um, no, no, Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, he just, just didn't, didn't catch me at all. I really had to struggle <laughs> through it. Oh, and that must have been torture because it's so, so long. It's so long. Yeah, I watched it in three chunks. <laughs> oh, no. Um, the... The second half started promisingly. Um, I was, uh, but then it just sort of wore off again. Mm, yeah, yeah. I was mildly entertained uh, for about did... half an hour. Uh, uh, remind us what that half an hour was. Um, what happened? Let's see. That's the build-up to the mutiny, isn't it? Because they leave Tahiti. The yeah, interval is after they've left Tahiti, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just yeah, everything just getting at the start unbelievably the bad, and you're going, "Oh, when's yeah, mm-hmm. when's Fletcher finally going to snap?" Like, you, yeah, I thought they built yeah, that quite dilemma. nicely. Um, I enjoyed watching that and him trying very hard to resist. Um, yeah, but then, then he did. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so after the mutiny had happened, you just kind of lost it. Yeah, well, it's hard. Like, I don't know yeah. if the first one was interesting because I didn't really know this. Well, everyone kinda knows the story, but I didn't really know the story. And this one, I basically knew the story now, and it's like, yeah, can we just get to the? Yeah, no, I, I know that's going to happen. Can we just? Yeah, no, no, guys, I know. Can we? Yeah, okay, the end. <laughs> oh, you're really not going to like the next one then. Um, okay yeah i wonder if i'd watch this first and then watch the shorter version afterwards i would have found it like oh yeah it's just action after action um yeah but i feel like this was a story Mm. that was dragged out rather than yeah oh no rather than an epic that's a shame. So, uh, I'll feel for you. <laughs> how <laughs> how much do you feel for me? Enough that it's going to affect your next I mean... choice. <laughs> I might, a... You know, I might give it a bit of time. That would help. <laughs> it's good of you. Brace for the inevitable. 
Oh, like yes, we, can't, we can't not watch the bounty now. <laughs> I quite like, agree. Like having to spend the night contemplating being keel-hauled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want it now or do you want it? Do you, do you want it over and done with, or do you want to build up to it? I think while we've got the other versions as fresh in our heads as possible. <laughs> well, there we are. Should we start now? Should we start watching? <laughs> no, Should we interrupt this meeting? Let's watch it right this second. <laughs> no, that, Laura's got too much to say about this film. Oh my the best God, film I do. she's ever seen. Oh, genuinely, so good. Um, you've seen <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> and I have seen Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> so what does that tell you? And you've seen Shrek 2, so this must be really good. <laughs> I've seen all the films in the Shrek 2 trilogy. <laughs> yeah, you've seen that prequel that they brought out first. And yeah. Then you saw Shrek 2. Then I saw the sequel to Shrek 2. <laughs> what was it called? Shrek 2 2? Something like that. <laughs> Sorry. Right, what Laura, what, what we're oh, so good on. about... Oh. But you, what do you think? You... Oh, I, I love this film. Yes. I think this film's brilliant. This is the third time I've seen it. Um, the first time was like on... T- oh, actually, I saw a bit of it when I was like eight. It was on TV. I was watching it with my dad. I was like, Dad, why why are they throwing all the plants off the ship? And he explained <laughs> to me like all about the mutiny on the bounty. Uh, and I saw it when I was a teenager, and I saw it when I was at uni, and now I've seen it again. Um, cool. And I love it. I think it's brilliant. Uh, I think it's really epic. It's, but there's like lots of dialogue, so you can kind of keep up with it. It's kind of light-hearted in certain bits. There's some good, good moments of relief and humour. But also, I just think, uh, I think Marlon Brando and whoever it was that played Captain Bly are just fantastic together. They're such a great pair, opposite each other, um, and I could just watch them all day. I love the the settings. I love the uh, the the epic feel of it and the huge numbers of extras and stuff. I love the effects. Uh, yeah, a really brilliant film, if you ask me. Oh, great. <laughs> Wonderful. Same, same kind of feeling for you, Laura? Oh, definitely. With one, with one difference, which right. is that now I get why people said that Marlon Brando was miscast. Okay. I right, thought he... he sucked. He was awful in it. Um... Oh no! Right, because <laughs> yeah, loads of people say this. I, I must be the only person who thinks he's good. But c- can you explain that to me, like between you and Claire? Because Claire, you said you weren't buying it, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, just I don't know. It just wasn't right. <laughs> oh, I get. I'm going to find it difficult to put my finger on it as well. I just felt like. He just did a bad job. He was a bad actor. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't oh, no. buy it. I mean, I kind <laughs> of did, like, because there was nothing he was doing that was distinctly like. I don't know. I wonder if it. I mean, the accent, first of all, I think was the, a difficult thing to get past. <laughs> yeah. I have no immediate sympathy with the man who talks like that. I'm, I'm repulsed yeah. to me. Like, it, there's, it gives me some kind of evolutionary stress response. <laughs> do, do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I like. I, yeah, I take it in real life that person was actually dead posh, and that they were mm. setting this up to be like, like so, somehow close to reality, not having the cool American. Maybe I, um, I read that Marlon Brando made that choice himself. 
because that is just it's just not an endearing character like that is not the hero that we can all yeah no i didn't like him at all like empathize with it's just oh who's this posh dandy who talks like the duke of edinburgh um yeah who just hasn't done anything that i like in any way and i'm supposed to he's supposed to be like the the, the hero yeah just that didn't yeah. do anything and yeah why that was Marlon Brando I have no idea mm. yeah I just didn't it, find but... oh, no, I, d- I didn't find him convincing as that person and I didn't find right that person to be endearing enough to be the hero <laughs> wow mm. yeah so I I think it, like when you first see him I, I completely agree. Like he's a he's a twit. He's he's just a a silly vacuous idiot who's arrogant and who doesn't take things seriously. And I think that's part of what I like about it. Is you, you can see him growing as we go through. Mm. We can see he's he's just not interested in military service, as he says at the start. One must have something to do. Must <laughs> one, Captain? Um, Tell me, what is a man of your particular interests doing in the navy? Oh, process of elimination. There was something dusty about the army, and affairs of state are rather bore. You know, one must do something. But then, as we go on, we see him start to struggle, and he he ends up being this unlikely hero. That this this feeling of sort of he has greatness thrust upon him. Um, he's he's not somebody who's built for this at all, and it and it takes him so much longer to to put a stop to it than maybe other people it would. But I, I found that really engaging to watch, not because I liked him, um, but be- because I didn't like him in a way. Uh, yeah, I thought there was something something true about that. And yet, on the other hand, um, Captain Bly, who is, who is such a villain, I found that I did quite like him. Yes. I think um, this is why I liked it so much. Yeah, that added... Mm. It had that depth to it that I really liked, and yeah, whether I liked uh, Fletcher Christian or not, I thought Marlon Brando did something really well there. I thought he created a character I really was interested in, though I hated him at times and loved him at others. <laughs> yes, I liked watching them together. I do, I do have to say, I do, you know, I. He was really off-putting and just repulsive, which made me like Bly all the more. Which again just mm. pulled me in. I I love Captain Bly now. <laughs> Big fan yeah. of him in this film and in real life. We did him such a wrong last time. He is such a good egg. What? Like we yeah. can come on to this. He is a genuinely lovely man. He's been wronged. Right, you're on Team Bly. I'm on Team Bly, like, through and through. Even in this film, I don't think he did that bad. <laughs> now, this is the opposite of what I expected to hear this time. So I expect you're... this kind of shit from Fernando. I don't expect it from you. <laughs> you're going to have to do some serious justifying there. He's a seriously I will. good I've got, egg. No, I've got sources. I've got historical sources. Oh, wow. So, can we... Can we hear from the other two of you then? Yes, so, yes. Firstly, Fernando, are, are you team Christian or team Bly? 
I did like Marlon Brando. First of all, I just looked up who Marlon Brando was. So I did yep. like Fletcher Christian. Um, yeah, me too. And I did not like the other one. I did not like the captain. Um, yeah. I would agree with you um, about him having depth if if we if 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 we think that the depth that he has is very shallow. Um, <laughs> um, so you agree he's a good character if by good we mean bad yes yeah got you. Uh, <laughs> mm, <laughs> mm, yeah I, I i just don't know and i don't see how the captain was a good person um Hmm. Mm, but well, I, I tend to agree with you. But I also don't see how having a full mutiny helped everyone in the end, which seems that it didn't. So hmm. um, I wonder why they it wasn't. I wonder why Fletcher ultimately decided to have the mutiny. That is yep. a good question. I have thoughts on this as well because it seemed like a really spur of the moment thing because he'd been he felt insulted. But we could talk about that anyway. Yeah, okay. I feel like they they didn't deal with that as well in this film as they did in the other one. Oh, with, with what exactly? With his decision and, uh, yeah, it just it seemed like such an irrational decision in this film, like it. Hmm. Um, oh. And then just immediate, like immediately, was terrible for everyone. It was like, oh, this is a disaster. Um, Apart from Richard Harris, <laughs> um, he did well out of it. Does everyone know who Richard Harris is? Because I was surprised when Michael didn't know who Richard Harris was. I don't know who he is. I don't Richard remember Harris. who he was in this film. Though no, I only imagine him as an old man. Yeah, he was. Um, oh, what was his name? He was the guy who was going to hang. Because he tried to desert. He, like, led the people who were going to desert. The oh, ginger, uh, the Irish man. Uh, yeah, Brown? Was that, isn't it? Mills? That sounds right. I think it was Mills. He was the first one to be whipped, wasn't he? Yes. Uh. Yeah. So, Dumbledore, he was in the Count of Monte Cristo. Yes. yes. Yeah, I remember him in Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, uh. Richard Harris is Seaman John Mills. Hmm. Or the, the horticulturist was William Brown. That's what it was. Ah, okay. I knew there was a Brown. <laughs> yeah, Seaman John Mills. That was uh, Richard Harris. No, I just said. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you would. <laughs> I was too busy looking it up to hear you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on. Yep. Yeah, it was Seaman John Mills. <laughs> Good, we've got that. And uh, Richard Hayden was uh, the horticulturalist, William Brown. Right. That was Brown. <laughs> who, who was uh, Bly? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked me that, Laura, because uh, I could tell you that was Trevor Howard. Trevor was Howard. Captain Bly. Okay. So, sorry, yeah. Um, and remind me, who was, yeah, uh, who was Wee Geordie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you spotted him as well. Who's Wee Geordie? Our, old, I our you... old friend Gordon Jackson. 
Um, the the one Scottish one. The, was the other the... sunken ship. The other... Oh, the whiskey, whiskey galore. <laughs> oh, okay. Aye, it's the bounty, all right. No, mother, I haven't had any whiskey today at all. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I love it when people are in things more than once. Yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> what those, a legend. Those actors. <laughs> so, yeah, Claire, based on this film, um, mm. are you are you team Christian? Are you team Bly? Team no one? Team Tahiti? Are you just fed up of it all and want to go to bed? Oh, I want to be team Tahiti now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was unfair. You didn't give Fernando that option. No, I'm going to make the one or the other. We should all be team Tahiti, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm team the translator in Tahiti because that's impressive, especially having not practiced his English for so long, presumably. Uh, mm. Pretty good. Um, I is really tough because obviously Bly's a terrible person and is he though? Seems to actively enjoy punishing people. Does he though? <laughs> yes. Well. I'll that in a moment, but you go on. I think the um, court would agree with with Claire. Yeah, the man at the end to give him a telling off agrees with me. He's like, oh, the spirit of the law is in the captain and you did bad. So I'm correct. And well, that never happened. Uh, it did, though, in the film, which is... Uh, the, uh, well, I disagree. The, basically, I don't that think it's <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, that, that's fine. <laughs> Oh God! Um, oh, they were just both. They just neither of them did a very good job of anything. Um, I'm, yeah, just very angry that Fletcher led them all to be executed. Essentially. Um, he didn't have a clear mm. plan for what he was going to do after this mutiny. He was just like, oh, I'm really cross now. Give me that sword. Um, mm. I don't know. I'm, ba- I'm balanced probably Team Bly just because he Wonderful. at least felt like he was embodying the law in some way whereas I feel like in this film Fletcher Christian watched people being hurt and then had that big rant at uh, what was his name? Ned Nils? Oh. No like the 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 other officer was like oh you a man or do something about it and then did nothing about it until he was insulted and then did something about it and it's like well you're not doing it for the right reasons, that you've made it very clear that you're looking past all of this awfulness um, and it's only when you're insulted that you do something, so you're just not a great hero. Um, Yeah. I don't feel like he did it for the men in any way. I feel like um, at least Bly felt like he was doing it for the good of the ship. Or something. They mm. believed in something, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, something bigger than himself. Whereas Christian didn't care about anything, really. I think. 
That's, there we go. Did you enjoy that okay. uh, that little meander <laughs> through my thought process? No, that that was just what I wanted. But I, I, a couple of you now have said this, and I, I think I've maybe misremembered some some detail of the mutiny scene. You're talking about an insult, a personal insult that he takes exception to, and I, I don't remember remember that. What what is said? I think it could be read. Yeah, it's the kicking. The kicking. Do you remember Christian's getting the water and he kicks him, and he says, "You'll never kick me again." You bloody bastard! You'll not put your foot on me again. (laughs) You bloody bastard! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Put a clip in there, please. (laughs) Oh god! (laughs) Oh, I thought that was a clip. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I had that ready to go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I need to disagree with you both there. Uh, yeah, he kicks the thing out of Fletcher's hand, and that's when Fletcher hits him. Um, but Fletcher's getting of the water was the first act of mutiny. I think Fletcher knew that when he took that water, that was the first time he had just flagrantly gone against what the captain said. Mr. Christian, kindly give me an explanation. Williams has been drinking seawater, sir. I was giving him some fresh water. I'm afraid he'll die without it. You give no one water without my permission. Take that ladle below. Yes, sir. Everything before that, he'd done what he could to sort of keep people alive, despite knowing that you know, maybe Bly was going to tell him off. But that was the first time Bly said, you will not give that man water. And he said, OK, and then just went and bloody got it. Uh, I think that was you know, whatever Bly had mm. done there. It was over as far as him being a loyal I, I don't know. Loyal mate. He, he didn't say no. He said yes and then mm. I don't know could have got away with it um, I wonder maybe by saying yes he was saying no <laughs> like how they were saying deep instead of shallow mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah to, to me that was that was him breaking and that, that was what that whole scene was and that whole half an hour for me was him not going into the mutiny, but but standing firm against the idea of mutiny, even in the face of everything, because he felt that mutiny was just too rash and too much of a, a, a you know a terrible thing to do. Until he was just pushed so far that he broke, um, and I that that's what really made that interesting for me. I, I don't feel like that was mutiny. That was you know he he could have been punished for that in Bly's cruel ways, um, that single act. It was the personal insult, the kick on his body, the, the attack to his person. Um, the, right. The, that, that's what I felt, it. yeah. I think I'm with you, Michael, that he'd, he was, he'd broken finally and he was disobeying him. But the mm. fact that it was when he kicked him and he just inst- it seemed like an instinctual reaction was just to punch him which is not was not measured was not him thinking right this is the you know that that was the which then was just a spark that lit this flame but it was like he just couldn't bear to have been 
I don't know, but I, I see both sides. I think you're right. It's, it was just a, such a slow build, and then it was bound to snap like that. Yeah. I guess I'm seeing what you guys are saying, though. It was it was not necessarily a decision that he was taking, but a, a reaction. Um, but I, I think the fact that that had come just these few seconds after the first time he decided to openly disobey, I, I think he had already thrown caution to the winds and and yeah broken without the insult it was it was a hatred based not based on on righteous indignance um and and knowing that this man was was a an evil son of a bitch and now Laura's going to tell me why he was a, a teddy bear and uh should still be in charge of the navy today <laughs> Oh, he's so cute. I loved him so much when he had to do his little dance. (laughs) I saw myself quite a lot in those dance moves. That's exactly how I dance. Um, I'll tell you who I saw. George W. Bush. (laughs) Oh, no. Do do you remember him in, like, South Africa or something with everyone dancing and he just had to dance as well and he was just appalling... And then Obama did it a few years later, and he was the coolest guy ever. He's the coolest man on earth, though, so <laughs> it's really unfair to compare other people to him. <laughs> right, so the dance got you a long way. It did, right, so in the film, yeah, I was immediately on, but I was so entranced by this man, that like just yeah. so charismatic and... Yeah, should we stick to the film for the moment? Let's stick to the film for the moment, and then I have to get into real life because I I genuinely feel an injustice has been done against this man. Anyway. Okay. um, Yeah, you reminded me of Cher Khan. This kind of like brooding, (laughs) but like just really cool and aloof, and there's something below the surface going on there that's just... um, But yeah, so driven and so... I mean, Cher Khan, that's a great call. Mr. Dreyer, this man will be keel-holed. We'll give him tonight to think about it and keelhaul him in the morning. It is pointless to incite a mutiny, Mr. Christian. It cannot succeed, and you know it. Has your murderous friend told you what to expect, or is he going to keep you in the dark? Now hear the truth. The King's Navy will not rest until every mutineer is captured and executed. Wherever you go, wherever you hide, a thousand ships will search you out. I'm not leaving you, Mr. Christian. Not ever. Go to the dirtiest little corner of the world. I'll be there right behind you with a rope in my hand. Utterly assured of himself. Yes, Not yeah. faced for even a moment. Mm-hmm. Always knew instantly what yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought he was brilliant. Just his, And the fact that he becomes obsessed with the breadfruit plants. Like, like you described in the last meeting we had about the other version mm. of this film, worked so well. And I really wanted him to... Yeah. I kind of... I mean, obviously, like, once once he starts being a real bit of a dick, then fine, I, I don't need him to succeed. But I, I wanted him to succeed up until that point. Yeah, you wanted you know, to get the breadfruit back, I wanted to get the breadfruit. I wanted to get the breadfruit. I wanted to get back, even though... I mean, what am I doing? Think about it for a minute. This is all about colonialism and slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as a man, you 
you see it from you, his point of view, don't you? Yeah, and then you just have to respect him for getting them all back as well on that boat, which I, I thought the film yeah. might have dwelled on a little bit longer, given it was one of the greatest feats of mm. seamanship ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's we didn't have enough of that, a, did we? It's over in a moment, yeah. Oh, I wish it had been a longer film. I know, another hour. If, if they'd had a bit longer to, to breathe, they really really had to rush it in, don't they? I don't think we should even joke about that. <laughs> I wish we'd just fallen blind and the film had ended when, you know, I don't need to see them settling on Pit Cairn. Give a shit, mate. Fucking Marlon yeah, I could have stopped us. <laughs> could have stopped um, a long time before that. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so you, we're seeing it from his point of view, and and you you sort of go along in this obsession with him, don't mm. you? You yeah. Um, what what about his cruelty though? It's it's made just so clear that he's unreasonably cruel, and that he even takes a pleasure in it. I didn't see the pleasure in it. Like he doesn't. No. I didn't think he took that much. I mean, he was he was very hard, obviously. Hmm. And excessive, and he knew he was being excessive, and he had a rationale for that, which was which was kind of bullshit. But but still, you could see how he could believe that. But I just didn't see him take any real. He did. He never seemed to enjoy it. He seemed just so cold and staring all while watching the punishment. What do you think? Okay, I thought there was a real creativity to the punishment that I think only mm. comes from enjoyment, like dang, like having the small uh, water scoop hanging up. Mr. Christian. Yes, sir. I'll have a sentry posted at the water cask, if you please. Aye, aye, sir. I want this slung from the main to Gallant Yarder. Any man desiring water will climb and fetch it. He may have just as much as this ladle holds and no more. Then he will replace the ladle at the Yarder. Are we short of water, sir? Do you wish me to repeat the order? You don't just, th- you don't just think of that as... A way to minimise water rations. Like, there's a real creativity in making people climb up to get that. Mm. I think you have to be taking pleasure in it. When Ned's Ned's seen laughing at the way he walks. That's different, though. Mr. Young, you go up to the the crow's nest. Let us see how you walk. When should I recall Mr. Young, sir? When I come on deck in the morning. I want to see how comically he walks. Poor fellow. But perhaps in the morning, sir, he won't be able to walk at all. Perhaps. Um, that was a very... That's clearly very... personal, though. Mm. Yeah, but you can't be that personal <laughs> to be a good captain. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's unreasonable. Uh, he needs and, loyalty. And there, a, and, but, and, and there was a cruelty in it as well. There was a, mm. a this sort of, I don't know... This ironic punishment um, was, yeah, was not good. Mm. I did really feel for him, though, when they were laughing at him. Yeah, it's nasty. Um, but also did walk quite funny. <laughs> I mean, he's lived his life on the sea. He's got, <laughs> clearly got good sea legs. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you, you don't, what about keel hauling a man? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Which is basically sentencing someone to death. Well, quite a torturous death as well. Which is uh... yeah, a particularly grim and spectacular death. Is that well, necessary well, to maintain order? Well, well, I don't know. 
<laughs> he thought it was though. What voice is that? His his position was that you had to rule through fear, and that's pretty terrifying. So I mean, the I, guy yeah. punched him. Yeah, that was really over the line in that year. <laughs> you can't yeah. be, you know, actually trying to throttle him. Yeah, you can't hit the captain. Can I mean, you? I'd blow up if someone tried to throttle me. Yeah, okay. You know, and really, he could have. He could have just. Had him hung. You know, he was giving him a chance at life. Yeah. I'm just going to dunk you. I'm going to give you a quick dunking. And a <laughs> quick dunking. Quick dunking. <laughs> call him, just call me Duncan Duncan. <laughs> and this is why, again, because obviously the poor guy got eaten by a shark, which was unfortunate yeah. bad luck, I have to say. <laughs> I don't think he planned that. But when that happened, he didn't look pleased. He looked just grim. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because he wanted to hang him up from the yard arm. He <laughs> oh. wanted to, he <laughs> wanted to, like, it, it has spoiled oh, his show, had hadn't stolen it? stolen his pleasure. Oh. Yeah, he, he had a plan and it had gone oh, wrong. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. Yeah, he wanted the the theatre of it to scare oh. all the rest of them, which again was just a little, oh, he's not a little coming cruel, off well again. little evil. <laughs> um, what's a, what's another one? How about uh, the, the there's the barrel rolling around under the decks? He didn't know that was happening. Uh, they, they told him, didn't they? They they said there's there's something loose below. Mister Christian told us to stop this. What the hell are you doing, Mr. Fryer? Mr. Christian's orders, sir. Barrel broke loose. What the, the hell over instantly? But Mr. Christian's below, sir. What We're the going. hell over? Now hell. Now what hell it is, sir? Idiot! Oh, maybe that was more just pig-headedness than actual evil. I mean, he had um, to get to the breadfruit. <laughs> <laughs> they lost a full league. <laughs> <laughs> We lost a full league before I could countermand your order. One full league. <laughs> yeah, they no, did. No, I'm didn't being they? silly. I I agree. He was he was d- difficult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just difficult. loved him so much. I, but I agree. He was obviously like a real bastard. I get it. Yeah, fine. You've got me. No, Fernando. I'm glad you. I'm glad you sort of said that because he. I think the film tries to make you sort of like him, mm. despite everything. He's a he's a villain you you like, and that's a really hard thing to pull off. Yeah, especially when he's so clearly evil. Yeah. Were you going to ask Fernando something? Well, Fernando started to speak, and I cut him off because I was just so mm. excited. <laughs> I, th- I think he himself, at least in the movie, acknowledged that he was being cruel. He said that yes. cruelty with purpose is efficiency. Now, don't mistake me. I'm not advising cruelty or brutality with no purpose. My point is that cruelty with purpose is not cruelty. It's efficiency. But a man will never disobey you. Once he's watched his mate's backbone laid bare, he'll remember those white ribs staring at him. He'll see the flesh jump and hear the whistle of the whip for the rest of his life. So I think that doesn't take cruelty away from efficiency, but he... I, th- I think he definitely saw that he was cruel. And maybe he was not enjoying... I, I think I-, I see what Laura says, that maybe he was not enjoying uh, the punishment itself. But I think he did enjoy, greatly enjoyed 
um, feeling that he had power and authority over mm-hmm. the rest of the people. And I think that is a real, very common thing amongst people. And they, they, especially, well, I guess, I, I guess among people that are power hungry, um, they enjoy having power so much that they want to display it every time they can. Mm-hmm. Mm, even yep. when it is unnecessary. Yeah. Well so said. That, that, that's one thing that I thought was made really clear in the film. And one thing they did really well was, or it certainly seemed very powerful to me, was the the balance of power and the import. Like, he's just one man. It just takes two mm. men to be able to overpower him. Not one man who's stronger than him can overpower him. Um, yeah. And he has to cling on to that power that's been mm. given to him by the authorities back in Britain um, by all means necessary. Which and I also think was really interesting that they made him like come from a more working class background. Mm. Yes. He's already got a threat to his power, which is that he's not, he wasn't born into it and not had to work gentleman. for it. Yes. Yeah. So interesting. And he had a, a clear sort of chip on his shoulder, didn't he? He, mm. would, yeah, he definitely. hated blood. He hated Christian mm-hmm. because of his background. Yeah. Um, where Christian only, yeah, I guess had like a, a a snide carelessness about it. He just failed to respect Bly. Mm. Um, well, Bly had had to work so hard to get where he was, and for Christian, it was it was like, oh, this is this is the career that seems least abhorrent to me of all the careers that are open to me. I'll just mm. saunter into this job. Um, Mm. And yeah, you can just feel Bly clinging on to to power and authority and shit. And they address that later on mm. with the with the three seamen who are made captains. Them saying, "Oh, how are we going to tell people what to do?" Um, yeah, oh, that was it just sweet. comes naturally to Christian to the upper class that they. They have the power. They have the authority. Um, whereas, mm. yeah, it's, it's not so obvious if you're from the same same class. Which I thought gave the film a bit of a weird message at the end when Bly was being reprimanded and they were like, oh, bit of a failed experiment that we gave it to some, you know, pleb yeah. like you. Mm. And they used that, that word, didn't they, that it wasn't quite clear what it meant mm. when they said that they... Uh, the the navy usually has always picked its uh, picked its officers from the ranks of gentlemen, mm-hmm. and in the case of William Bly, uh, the navy failed in that respect. Justice and decency are carried in the heart of the captain, or they be not aboard. It is for this reason that the admiralty has always sought to appoint its officers from the ranks of gentlemen. The court regrets to note that the appointment of Captain William Bly was, in that respect, a failure. And and that means two things, and it? it means not only that he was not of an upper class, yeah. 
but also that he did not behave in a gentleman-like way. Mm-hmm. And that that seemed very, very strong. But yeah, it was a it was a, an attack on his class as well as on his character, yeah. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But again, just so much more so much more depth. So what a what a more interesting scene mm. than in the version from the nineteen thirties. Um Yeah, what a yeah. what a thing to think about and to think do we agree with them or not? Yeah. Well obviously I think people that are born into wealthy families and landed gentry are more upstanding citizens than anyone who's born poor. That's a given. Obviously. They they should be in leadership roles. They've got nicer cloaks. Nicer cloaks, nice silk nightcaps. Carriages. I loved his pyjamas. They were so good. screwed me though. (laughs) (laughs) But again, just what what a fantastic way just to make you think... What an idiot. Yeah. What a just hopeless case. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then somehow to make us care about him later on. I thought that was that was great. Yeah. But maybe it maybe it didn't make all of us care about him. Okay, so we've we've discussed Bly. Can I just finish the thought about people in power? Because I feel like there Please. was a, a sort of triggered a, a deeper uh yeah thought which is that like the people have loads of power this is a real political like uh grandstand but yeah it really is just a few people in charge of everything in the world you know Mm. like even in a classroom it's only one teacher and there's 30 kids like they could just not do what they're told um, yeah. Just the whole idea of like where that power comes from and how, yeah, oh, a radical. We... <laughs> I'm an anarchist man. Um, yeah, just just the whole philosophy of power and, and how you how we maintain order. It's all mm. sort of we we police by consent in the UK, don't we? But what, what what's it going to take? What does it take to mm. To just make that change uh, happen, you know, for Christian... I keep wanting to call him Christian Slater because it's an occupation and a religion. Oh, Fletcher Christian. <laughs> Fletcher <laughs> Christian. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, well, to me, it was getting kicked directly by someone he thought he was better than. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is it that, that what are these flashpoints? Um, yeah, and, and we know this can sort of happen in places as well. Entire nations will will reject a leader because they're pushed too hard, won't they? Yeah, and just getting that balance right because he's right. You do at sea when like he's in charge, and in theory he has all the power, but in reality that's just a mindset like mm. the, the men could overtake him at a moment's notice um and so his belief was that he had to use fear to to keep them in their place but yeah push that too hard and you create the problem for yourself mm. yeah um, 
yeah, just the whole idea of them being on this ship and in that order and having to maintain it. Um, it's an interesting microcosm for society. Keep like veering it. into symbolism. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Can't oh no, the ship is a symbol again. Oh no. <laughs> mm, always is. Okay, I'll anyway. look forward to that. That's well, I'm finished my thought. That was a deep okay. thought. So... I need a moment. <laughs> well, we should come back to I'm that during symbolism then, shouldn't we? Because I think there's something to be said for that. Mm. Um, well, I'm done, this... and I've got quite a sore throat. So, cool. uh... Well, we're, we're, we'll take that <laughs> apart in one way or another. I don't want to uh, give more credence to this film than it's due. So. <laughs> yeah, if you say anything more, any other... <laughs> Deep stuff like that. We're going to start thinking you liked it. No. Gotta um, be careful here. <laughs> so, Laura, mm. um, we've now talked about Captain Bly, the character in this film. Yes. Um, tell us about Captain Bly, the man in real life. Captain Bly, the man was a gentle sweetheart, and I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> okay, right. What happened? I need. I should have written down the names of the historians so that you guys could go and look it up. But I can dig them out later. But um, several historians have come out and been like, we need to rehabilitate this man. He was great. So, first of all, okay. first evidence. Um, he was widely remarked. There are several records of people being like, Bly's decent guy. Before the bounty happened, which is that he was very lenient. He was seen as being lenient. Which is backed okay. up by the bounty's actual log. Because they kept a log, obviously, of every single punishment and all the actions and shit like that. Yeah. And which found that like and it recorded stuff where people by the book should have been should have been beaten but were instead just told off or they should have been hanged and were instead just beaten. Like he was okay. a gen- he was by the standards of other captains, he was super lenient and nice. I've heard people say that before. Okay. Yes. It was also it was right so again, this historian's um article that I was reading was saying that he was also known to be quite vain and very thin skinned and prone to rages of temper. Like he had a temper and he would verbally shout at people. So, you know, there's, there was that. Um, and he held grudges and made dogmatic judgments. But again, I find this very endearing. Anyway. Okay. Yes. Apparently he was just very concerned with the health of his crew. So he would always like double check that they had excellent quality food, kept everything super clean. He was known as one of the greatest navigators and seamen of his day, for one thing. And yeah, just I think there's a lot of evidence that he was actually kind of good. And a nice man. And it, a lot of this comes from someone wrote a fictionalized book called Mutiny, which is what both of these adaptations are based on, which deliberately constructed a very violent fantasy of Bly to make him into a villain to sell okay. the, to, the, to sell the, this book, basically. Um, and yes, so a lot of bad reports came out, like you were saying the last time, about him, of saying how cruel he was and excessive. But that was from the trial of the mutineers, the people who had been caught and had to just like defend themselves to, in order to prevent themselves from being hanged. Sure. Okay. That's Why was there a mutiny in the first place if he was so lenient? Well, many different theories. Um, a lot of people put it down to the fact that they accidentally got stuck in Tahiti for five months and that the men got really used to living a Tahitian way of life hmm. and couldn't... I can see how Yeah, that just happen. couldn't stand being back on the ship and headed, you know, for Jamaica and being stuck at sea for so long. With Especially, nice you know, like... Yeah. Sorry? 
they couldn't they, they, they couldn't <laughs> think of going back to his ship with a nice captain. Yes, exactly. They were like, no, we don't we don't like niceness. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So by modern standards, he'd have been very cruel and stuff, right? But you're saying, yes, yeah. In the, by by the laws and by the standards of the time, he was very lenient. Yes. Yeah. So it being on a ship in the in the navy on a long voyage, even with a a nice captain in the 18th century, was pretty miserable compared to living on an island paradise with your new girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I read some other theories that people had that Christian Fletcher was just kind of uh, Fletcher Christian was just kind of a dick. Yeah. And incited the mutiny because he was lovelorn. I don't know how true this is, but there's like let- historical letters and stuff that he was like madly in love with his cousin Isabel- Isabella or Isabel, <laughs> who completely rejected him right before he had to go on the bounty, and then was just in a in a terrible mood, <laughs> and then got his Tahitian girlfriend Mamiti. Who's real and renamed her Isabella? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Savage. Yeah. Oh. Um. So yeah, it's all sorts of stuff like that. There was wow. also right here in the sixties, someone also constructed a theory that he was actually a repressed um, gay man who was in love with Bly. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I was waiting for this to come up. I'm glad someone beat you to it. I'm ringing the gay gong. Okay, <laughs> ring it. <laughs> I need to get something. Um, no, I'll wait for symbolism because I've got a lot. Okay. I mean, you just see me take my notes. I've got a lot of notes. Oh, is it time? Yeah. Who's banging? Who's ringing the gong? Oh, that was that was that was that was the gay gong. It's not no. more tinkly than I imagined. I thought it'd be quite more. <laughs> yeah, well, I was. I had a glass nearby. That was like, the nearest thing I had. It'll do. We'll work on a noise maker. <laughs> Okay, so a lot of historical stuff in short that paints the mutineers as in a much worse light and Bly in a much better light than I mean, this film uh, I guess gives it us. depends how you look at it, because to be fair, it probably was really shit to be in the Navy then, and I bet they yeah. had a great time in Tahiti, mm-hmm. and, to, and I would have been like, fuck this, there's, I could go back there and have a great life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, go back and eat bananas and perv over all the women. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The women are all thirsty and tahiti. <laughs> they love English men. They were desperate for it, weren't they? <laughs> oh God! Yeah, we still we can also talk about that. Maybe in symbol. I don't know if it's a symbol. What? Oh, do, do you feel like the the male gaze was prominent in this film, Laura? <laughs> but the, the shots that weren't the camera's male gaze were just pointed at the men, giving us their male gaze. That's. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, I don't. I mean, it did objectify them a bit, but it wasn't like it, 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 oh, it was more colonial gaze. Is that a thing that we talk about? Okay, tell <laughs> us what's colonial gaze. I mean, it's, I don't think that's a proper theory that people have written about, but I mean, people oh, obviously talk about the construction of it, it's a colonial it fantasy. Let's let's define yeah. it now. Though. Yeah, it's well, creating, what do you mean by that? Okay, it's creating a very. It's drawing on a very collective European fantasy of Tahiti as this hotbed of erotic pleasure, particularly for white men. Yeah. Um, which we don't, I mean, we've got some, obviously we don't have any like Tahitian perspective accounts from that time, really. We've only got these like very badly written ethnographies by white men. So yeah. yes, um, there's some 
some accounts that tell it was not like that at all. There was a lot of rape, obviously. Um, right. But yeah, but otherwise, I think they were very different standards. But but I just think it is. It just totally feeds into this fantasy of these women being particularly attracted to white men and like didn't matter what you looked like and it was just this it's so exoticized and so male fantasy-ish yeah yeah mm. now we can say that if it's not true i could certainly believe that that's not true but i i don't know but it, we don't we don't well, we don't have any evidence that that was true again apart from the word like just white men who'd been there <laughs> Who yeah, I don't yeah. trust at all. <laughs> but there, well, it, there are there are records of rape happening and them complaining about it in Tahiti during yeah. this period. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, okay. Um, oh well, I mean, in fact, we know they they ended up kidnapping a bunch of them, yeah. didn't we? Um, um, okay, so it, it was a more fraught relationship. Yeah, there, between a, the mm-hmm. yeah, there is a really famous ethnography um, of Samoa from I think the nineteen twenties by Margaret Mead and apparently well it's said again I don't know how true this is but that Samoa and Tahiti are very culturally similar because they're so close in Polynesia okay which has really strict social rules about marriage and things like that and sex it got quite a lot of critique because she did Margaret Mead did say like younger women are allowed to be a lot more promiscuous or promiscuous by our standards um but then Tahitians later came out and said that's just bullshit you're you misunderstood our culture Sort of thing, and obviously, like, there's no, mm. we can't really compare 1790s Tahiti to 1920s because they'd just be vastly, vastly different. Sure, but I just think it's, I don't think we can take it as fact that this was some kind of like pleasure island for. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we have? We know that they wanted to go back, don't we? Yes, I'm sure they had a great time. And we know that at least some of them were engaged in. Apparently, uh, also like historical records. relationships. Oh, historical records show that forty percent of the crew caught venereal disease. <laughs> nice. So they were staggering around. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's 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 certainly different from the sort of basically genocides that we see in some similar mm. places in this period, and that. They're, they're, <laughs> This was at least partly a a positive relationship between the two, but yeah, it's they they certainly painted a, a picture. Yeah, this I, I just think place. this idea of all of the women having absolutely no like that they, they were all just so <laughs> none full of them of had lust. boyfriends yet. <laughs> yeah, there's like any Englishman, they were they were like they would they would yeah. just throw themselves at them. I'm like that. Yeah, just does not ring true. Yeah, I think it's a very <laughs> stereotypical portrayal. If you look at other, I'll, I'll need to dig some out because I know you're going to ask me about it, and I don't have any other examples. But... <laughs> no, no, I'll go with. That. I'm not going to ask you for <laughs> citations or anything. That's you know really what okay. I fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's because you know the the British and Europeans had spent centuries repressing women, and then when they arrived on islands where there wasn't the same horrific uh, treatment of women. They were very confused by yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure that <laughs> played into it. So the, there are women whose mm. ankles are showing. <laughs> yeah. They're mad. They're sex crazed. <laughs> yeah. 
I think it is fair to say that, that, I mean, obviously, like, radically different culture does not share the same restricted Western view of monogamy in the, 18, mm. in the 1700s. Yeah. So, but yeah. Again, that's not the same as being sex No, no, by no means. <laughs> that's, that's just different. But, and we do find different, very mm. confusing. We could imagine that the mutineers would have made the, made the mistake, right? Um, yeah, bloody men, eh? <laughs> what are they like? <laughs> <laughs> They're all sex and stuff. <laughs> we'll just make these generalisations. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows you shouldn't generalise. <laughs> Would you rather live in 1790 Tahiti or 1790 England? Tahiti. Tahiti. Same. Fernando? I want those. I want those bananas. <laughs> well, I really don't know how was Tahiti in 1970, nor do I know how was England in 1970. Well, 1790. We have a reasonable idea of, seven, of 1970. But... Yes, I meant 1790. <laughs> um, but I'm still going to assume that there was more mathematical knowledge in England, so I would go with England. Well, that's a bit uh, presumptuous, fair. isn't it? It's all, also a bit true. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what you call um, that. <laughs> <laughs> a, I guess it does. <laughs> yeah, it looked great, though. Didn't I? I mean, apart from anything, it's, it's like the weather's nice. Like this, <laughs> That bit they didn't make up is definitely gorgeous mm. in like the south pacific and it's horrible here um <laughs> and i want to have a big fishing party with all my friends and get lots of fish and jump around and you can fish in swimming. scotland you can, you can, you can fish salmon in scotland it's not the same there aren't big lines of naked yeah. women <laughs> or there are but you'd want to avoid them <laughs> Um, Right, so I I think there's something, yeah, obviously there's something in what you say that all of these stories to do with, um, like, non-European cultures get distorted miserably and usually in a way that favours what Europeans ended up doing, even if it was pretty miserable. And, And even looking at the historical records, we can see that the mutineers and others did some pretty pretty dreadful stuff when they were there mm. at least later on when they went and kidnapped people um for more details yeah. see the previous podcast um i'm going to say that i was uh pleasantly surprised by the way that they portrayed um the tahitians in this film because mm. of the kind of stuff that was being put out at the same time like uh, I don't know, films like Zulu or... Um, yeah. I don't know, what what was that film that we saw? Uh, the Journey to the Centre of the Earth, where they just like start talking about... Oh, we get... oh no, it was, it was the time oh, machine, yeah. wasn't it? In fact, I think that's Tahiti. Ah. Like, you don't mm-hmm. know anything. Oh, yeah. You don't have a clue what's going on, do you? You're like a Tahitian. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Whereas in this, every single one of them, they had this... Um, you know, this idyllic life and what seemed to be a fairly simple way of doing things. And they were all, uh, <laughs> uh, what was the phrase you used? 
sex pots. They were all sex pots. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, they were positively portrayed, and none of them were shown to be idiots. They weren't. They weren't mm. stupid. They weren't like simple savages. They they were. They were, you know, joyful people, but who understood things and who who laughed, who had conversations. Um, when we saw them like chatting to each other, they were people. They'd really developed them as as mm. characters, um, including, uh, yeah, including my meaty, who just had mm-hmm. this had this sharpness in her eyes and this this intelligence in her face. I, I I thought that was good. And if they've maybe made some some silly generalizations about about them, then at, at least they've made them people. Mm. Is that fair? Yes, I agree with you. I think they weren't just one dimensional yeah. people. They had storylines and some depth and they were three dimensional. Yeah. They no, were they were two dimensional in the film, I think. <gasps> yeah, on my screen they were two. <laughs> oh, that's you didn't right. get the three D Blu Ray version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the king was a bit of a figure of fun. Mm. Yeah. I thought they had him being kind of silly and uh not how we would normally picture a monarch. And I don't know if that's because they were uh truthfully representing how Tahitians see royalty or if they were trying to belittle them in the eyes of the uh, colonial viewer. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, he was credulously overjoyed by this uh, chest full of jewels they gave him and he yeah. burst out laughing yeah. and jumping around. Would you please tell King Hitty Hitty that King George sends many tokens of friendship? Uh, yeah, he wasn't. They made him quite childlike, and I think that's yeah. a real colonial. Uh, mm. You know the yeah the white man's burden, and this is how we see people indifferent in the countries that we're going to take over is they need looked after by the proper adults. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I thought they, they belittled the, the Tahitian people. Uh, yeah, again, I think not, so as well. Not as badly as some films, but... I, I think that's what I was going for. It's not as bad as you might have thought. Um, mm, but yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. They should have done done a bit better than that yeah and nowadays i would expect them to for example if they went and for, you know for example remade this film in the 1980s with uh with you know a famous welsh actor or a famous australian actor you can just make stuff up michael you know so just <laughs> hypothetically if there was such a film i i would right. expect them to be a bit more sensitive <laughs> about the tahitians okay but you're right basically Okay, I'm glad. It's good when your opinion is correct. I give your opinion five out of five. <laughs> wow. You That's may keep breeze. that opinion. 
Symbolism? I think it's time, isn't it? Oh. oh, I missed the symbolism. Beautiful. Play. <laughs> oh. So beautiful. <laughs> that was lovely. Right, no symbolism. symbolism. Uh, Captain Bly is... <laughs> uh, Cap- <laughs> he reveals himself to be as much of a childish idiot as King as yeah, King Hitihiti. Um King Hitihiti is jumping around with pleasure at this uh at this box of tricks that the the Europeans deigned to give him and we all had a chuckle at his expense. But then that the same day um William Bly uh, was re- reduced to a, a position, re- reduced to the position of a, almost a beggar, um, abandoning his uh, th- this uh, this like respectability that was so important to him. The, the the idea that he would dance like that in front of his men uh, is out of the question. But he was so desperate, and they had so much had something over him um, that he he was made to look like an idiot. And I, I thought there was a good, a good uh, reflection there. At that yeah. moment, the the Tahitians were looking down on him and laughing at what a fool he looked, um, dancing around not for jewels and gold, but for fruit that just grows everywhere that means nothing to them. <laughs> Do you know? I thought he looked like he had quite a good time doing that. Oh no! <laughs> he was so awkward at first, and then he started laughing a little bit. Did he start laughing? Like he had a chuckle. I thought it was entirely put on to try and please his hosts. I, I think he... he relished letting go for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but for for that brief moment, he too wanted to just stay on Tahiti for the rest of his yeah. life. <laughs> Oh, are you going to rewrite this story from his point of view? I might have to. And we are <laughs> going to film our new version. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be Fletcher Christian? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Are you mm. going to do the voice? <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, Captain, I thought I heard <laughs> your voice. Oh, well, I thought I heard your voice, sir. Good night. My personal dislike of you. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Uh, Could you yeah. go up and tell him yourself? Only I don't think he'd believe me. Even crisper, <laughs> I think. Mm. <laughs> okay. You want to be able to cut I don't the think I can do it. crisper. <laughs> There's a little softer in the edges. You need to <laughs> ramp it up. I didn't feel like I was. Uh, there were nails on a chalkboard. You know. <laughs> Uh, yes, regretfully, you see, I... Uh... It, it is say, daughter not good enough for England, breadfruit not good enough. Well, that's certainly a very sound point of view. You tell Captain Dry, no breadfruit. Yes. <clears throat> uh, may I suggest that you tell Captain Bly yourself? You see, I don't think that he would believe me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it. I've, I've lost it. <laughs> Oh, I've met my limit. I've met my Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that right. was my first bit of uh, 
my first bit of symbolism. Yes, I like it. I think it's good. Um... Oh, I've I've got a nonsense one. Um... Oh yeah. Oh, I love this. Right, strap on everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> it's clear symbolism type. <laughs> so when when they're catching all the fish, mm. the women of those like net things. And they're using them to catch the fish so that they're easier for the men to grab and stuff. Mm. But is it all of the mutineers that get caught inside with the fish? <gasps> wow. Whoa. That's great. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah, they think they're going in to catch themselves a, a couple of yeah. beauties, but they're the ones they, that end up They're the snared. ones being caught. Yeah. Brilliant. Wow! Oh, that was really good. That was better. That's better than my one. <laughs> it's great. Just, just pick a scene mm. and then say that it represents the whole film somehow. That's, <laughs> it's, it's really easy. <laughs> yeah, like when the breadfruit wilts. It's like their mission failing, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 I have actually I've got a lot to say about that wilting breadfruit. Let's hear it. A lot to say about it. Don't right. say it's a dick. It... <laughs> no, right, come up with something. Do something else. <laughs> I don't know where, if that's I don't know where, where you were going, going with that. I, I have a whole thing about it. Right, let just, let's just bear with me. Right. Bear with me. Right. All right. Marlon Brando and my, uh, sorry, Fletcher Christian and my meaty are getting cosy in the bushes. Yeah. Right. Captain Bly mm-hmm. walks over and interrupts them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he walks off like he's just so against heterosexual love. And then the camera pans through. It's going through all these people, heterosexual couples who are like dancing really sexily, and then lands on this dead breadfruit. That's Captain Bly not being able to express his sexuality. Because <laughs> he's gay. Because he's gay. He can't be... Okay, I have so much on this. Right. Right. Fernando's laugh speaks for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> the breadfruit symbolised rampant gayness. <laughs> Being allowed to flourish or not. Okay? Yeah. Right, you're with me so wait, far. So Let's see. Okay, my notes are kind of... Uh, you can't just say you're with me so far. <laughs> well, we'll get... Sorry, Fernando, go on. Are they throwing... Okay, give me a minute to work it out. I haven't worked all this out yet, but it's, it all means something. Were they throwing Campanus away from the ship when they mutant... What yeah. happened, what oh, happened wait, no. then? No, that goes against my... Uh, no, because yes, no, you said it represents... Oh, they were rejecting Bly. Yeah. No, but then... The, yeah, maybe <laughs> that. But you see, it can't... Re- the, the fruit, the live fruit can't represent homosexuality and be the thing that's faded... Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Oh, maybe it's just... Okay, maybe in that case it doesn't. Maybe that's just Christian's failed consummation. His coitus interruptus. Exactly. You know, because it symbolised something to do with sex. Anyway, but let's move on to the next part. Right. Bly has to tell Christian that he needs to go and have sex with my meaty to please the chief, because otherwise the chief would be offended that he's rejected... His daughter. Oh, yeah, the greatest scene in cinema history. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah, yes. I'm with you. Wonderful scene. Laughed so much. It was so funny. 
Um, You're kidding, right? Then, okay, so after the after this blithe humiliation, Christian is whistling to himself and peeling a banana. Yeah, that okay? isn't subtle. And then he rolls away while Rule Britannia plays, which yep. cements this idea in our minds that the empire and colonialism is this bastion of heterosexuality, and Bly, on the other hand, is is demonized for being homosexual. And why I think that's the case is because then they code switch. So they start coding Christian as gay when he betrays the Empire. Do they? Well, they have Bly in this very floral, ruffled shirt the whole way through, and then suddenly it switches, and Christian's the one who's dressed in this very floral open shirt and he starts descending into i've got so much else to but he, he had descends, a silk sleeping cap and I, came well, onto exactly. the ship dressed as a dandy like well, that's... maybe man had a feather okay. in his cap when he got on board <laughs> oh there's just oh how am i going to right one of them okay a very sorry i know i'm going i'm, I'm talking a lot but a, a very close shot of that is we see bly's cabin brimming with these plants they're like in full bloom mm. and then the gardener comes in and we know they have a weird relationship like we well, i think Bly is very attached to the gardener he even calls him my gardener like mm. i won't have my gardener be thirsty the most important man on this ship the most important man on the ship so they've got something about water and blooming plants which is why i think after christian is about when he's about sowing the seeds of the muti he descends from the ladder into this room full of plants and starts drinking water and then the gardener comes out to him and he's in his ruffled shirt now and the gardener comes out to him and they have a conversation is it the gardener i don't know i'm confused sorry my notes are very scribbly it there's has something a conversation about water with and plants oh with ned, ned. Young. with yeah. ned yes yeah what does that mean hmm Anyway, then he stabbed him with a sword. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and as we already talked about, no, blood you, and semen are interchangeable. <laughs> He's penetrating him and making him bleed. I'm sorry. I just... Yeah. Um... He stabs him like two times, doesn't he? Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, and Bly gives a speech about how you can have no intimacies as a captain, which I think is a veiled kind of... <laughs> Thing about being gay in that time. It's a remarkably friendly island, sir. It's a shame to be lonely in this port. While our mission remains unfulfilled, I'm not in any port, Mr. Fryer. I'm in command, where you may find one day it's always lonely. You see, command allows no intimacies. You can hardly expect I'm questioning obedience from last night's partner in a debauch. Suppose not, but it does seem a pity, sir. I prefer it that way. Do you not think? Yeah. He said it's my no. duty to be alone. I can have no intimacies. I think you're reaching. I don't think I am. I think I'm being. <laughs> I think I'm more on the ball than I ever than I ever have been. Whoa! I think you're not along for the ride. It's not my problem. <laughs> oh, in that time, Fletcher Christian was totally drawing a naked man. When was he drawing a naked man? Oh yeah, he, yeah. Did you, did you see this? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> what? He was only drawing the top half, though, to be fair. Shirtless? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. A lot of- right before the mutiny, which, again, they're they're code-switching, I think. Okay. I- mm. 
<laughs> well, maybe not, but I just think it's interesting, and I think they definitely called it Blyasgy. I think there may be something in that, the way he was so abhorrent of any sort of... Yeah. You know... Intimacy with the natives. Mm. If he wasn't gay, he was asexual, wasn't he? Was the mm. way he was presented. There was or, yeah. not never the slightest hint of. Yeah. yeah. I just, it's around that time in filmmaking where they were like, if they've got a villain, <laughs> we're going to heavily imply. <laughs> I, it doesn't quite seem to stand up there because it. We've got a couple of characters that are what you would expect from films of that period if they wanted to code someone as gay, who are effeminate or, um, yeah, or, or dandy looking, and Bly wasn't one of them really. I don't know. I don't know. What about all the evidence I've just presented? <laughs> I give it three out of ten. <laughs> no, so, so what you said, mate. Scale. <laughs> I've changed the scale. I'm code switching. <laughs> no, the plants, okay. the parched plants, all dying, being thrown. It means something. Yeah. And by God, I'll make it suit my agenda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rewatch the speech he gives about no intimacies. I think I that's, think that's I will my have to. that's my biggest card. <laughs> okay, got you. That and the my gardener. Come on, <laughs> he looks so hurt when the gardener was like, "Yeah, I'm mutinying." Yeah, you too, Brown. You join these swine. A man like yourself, sir leaves me no choice oh. any other any other symbolism I really don't feel like I've gotten everything out that I needed to about <laughs> the plants but it's fine I'll get over it maybe I'll come back to it in the bounty cool <laughs> we'll go for round three. <laughs> oh, yeah no that's all no I guess <laughs> anything else in general yeah. I thought they did good things with camera angles. Oh, like what? Like we had um, immediately, very often had very low angle on Bly so that he looked really tall. Whenever oh. he was like asserting his authority, the camera would look up at him. But when he was being mocked, it like looked up at Christian instead and kind of looked down on Bly or at least like across. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> when they're joking about the way he walks, he's down on the deck yes. and they're up the steps, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Hmm. Oh, I know it's been an hour and a half, but I'm I could really go I could really keep going. <laughs> I just want to know what you thought about his his about uh, Fletcher Christian's determination to go back to England. Mm. Were you sympathetic? Did you feel like stop being so annoying and get on with your new life in this paradise? I felt like it was unrealistic. Characters? Yeah. Yeah, I I thought at that point he had to accept that they were that they were done. But mm. just like Captain Bly was obsessed with the breadfruit. Um, he became obsessed with with clearing his name and going back yeah. to England, didn't he? It mm. it was beyond uh, beyond reason. It, it had gone beyond what was a logical thing to do 
and it was getting into uh oh just, that's good he couldn't mm. couldn't get his mind past it and to to see that obsession catch him the same way the first obsession cat caught captain Bly was was interesting very interesting that he stopped being interested in women <laughs> yeah like Bly <laughs> it's a total flip yeah I, but, I mean, you were right. <laughs> I don't know if it's because he's gay, but um, you're, you're right that Bly gave this whole speech about being the captain is is the loneliest thing you can be, um, mm. and you, you can't allow yourself any intimacy at all. And that that seemed it was maybe even that speech stuck with Christian. Mm. And he, I, mean, he was, I don't think he was there for that speech, but oh, was he? Not? Oh shit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but it seemed to describe. Christian's captaincy, mm. uh, and ultimately Christian was yeah. was killed by his men, even if they didn't mean to. Um, I think he was killed by his own obsession. Yeah, well, yeah, but he was he was uh, yeah destroyed by his yeah he, yeah he went down to get the sextant, didn't he? Which was a yeah. crazy thing to do, and mm. uh, and it and the the only reason the ship was on fire was because he pushed the men too much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ultimately, we, we could see what they did as a, a mutiny against him. Very good. Load of rubbish, of course. He was murdered at his <laughs> plough like three years later by, <laughs> like I don't know, the husband of a woman who's who his wife had killed in revenge for someone else murdering her or kidnapping someone. It was a total mess. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, there were rumours apparently that he made it back to England because they never found his grave and William Wordsworth started kind of like putting out that he knew him. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, mutiny on the bounty too. <laughs> Christian in the city. <laughs> <laughs> he's back and he's got a new nightcap. <laughs> Oh, he's just on a barge going to Birmingham and back. <laughs> <laughs> I love this kind of stuff, though, where there's like it's just caught, captured so many people's imagination over the years. The mutiny on the bounty, yeah. That, that there's rumours like that going around. That's just just wonderful. <laughs> and we'll never quite know what happened. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Maybe new evidence will turn up. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> this is why we need to go to Pitcairn Island. Yeah, we've got to get down there. Can go on the way to Cannes. <laughs> the mystery of the mutiny. <laughs> yeah. Cannes in seen... two weeks, by the way. I hope we're all packed. Well, I don't have far to go. Yeah, that's true. Oh, have you seen on the yeah, Wikipedia page? Yeah, on a high-speed train. There's, um, there's a photograph of... The muti- some of the mutineers' sons. Yeah. No, now I'm looking at John Adams' sons. Yeah. On Norfolk Island in 1862. Isn't that cool? Like, it's just yeah. close enough in history that we can see pictures of their direct descent, like their children. Oh, cool. Yeah, that is cool. Huh. Yeah, there's a son of John Adams there. That's great. Well, we are all direct descendants of, of Adam and Eve. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, basically a few hops away. 
<laughs> well, if you guys want to have a, a trip to Norfolk <laughs> Island, I'd I'd love to to head Thank there on a, a little bounty tour. Oh, sorry. Yeah, what was the difference with Norfolk? I think a load of Did them went to Norfolk, to Norfolk Island Island. afterwards, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, complicated. Uh, I think we could write the sequel. Yeah. I mean, we've already got the name, as we've discussed. Two mutiny, two bounty. Well, if we were going to wrap up then... Um, Claire, just bad film. Bad film. I'm really oh. uh, excited that I found so much to say, though. So, yeah, that's yeah, good. Great. At least I had plenty of Yeah, thank you for points. participating. <laughs> it's nice to have a complaint sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I love having a big complaint. I know it's not like me to complain, but, yeah. Fernando, not, not your favourite? Um... I think maybe we could have done with just having one version and saying, I'm not sure why they redid it. Um, mm-hmm. um, you didn't think this was an improvement? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm with you, Fernando. Yeah, you're just stuck with the, the first version. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we already have the Bible. We shouldn't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't, we shouldn't try to rewrite the Bible. Yeah. Don't reinvent the wheel. And that that extra complexity or depth wasn't wasn't enough to justify it. Was there complexity. extra complexity? Can you? Oh, maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah, as in, you cannot increase the size of an infinite set. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what if you have two infinite sets, though? Yeah, that is true. Well, it could be an uncountably infinite set. You're not. That is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, you weren't gone for long. It's already gone this way. Um, so, Laura, good film. Oh. Um, Laura, was this an improvement on the on the 35 version? Oh, we didn't even talk about the 35 version. Oh, I had so much else to say. Right, never mind. We can talk about it next time. Yeah. <laughs> Which, do but you want to just you know come round and we'll like, just chat? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> but did you, you know they deli- apparently they deliberately just one more fact. They deliberately cast Charles Lawton and Clark Gable because Charles Lawton was openly very gay and Clark Gable was a raging homophobe and they thought that would create interesting tension, which it did, apparently. <laughs> anyway. Because Charles Lawton was openly very gay. <laughs> he was like not he didn't hide that he was gay. Alright. Very gay. Very gay. Very, very gay. He was very, gay. On a scale of one to gay, he was very gay. Okay. <laughs> he was nice. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> no, don't say that. Okay. Um, Go on, say it. I was gonna. It just reminded me of the quote from Dostana, but I'm really. We're gonna have to bleep this out again. So. <laughs> anyway. Good film, Laura. Um, Amazing film, like just one of It was so apart from everything I've just said, it was I genuinely thought it was just an epic, amazing, well made, cool film. Um, and I kind of already want to watch it again. Oh, great! So, I'm glad I got one of you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you all for for chatting with me about it. This is a very a, a really special film to me, and I was uh, yeah, I enjoyed enjoyed chewing over it. Oh, I'm sorry you have thank such you for terrible taste. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, this next time. Whose turn is it next? Oh, sorry, I got to the music. Apologies. Please. I thought I'd already played it. <laughs> there we are. Uh, it's Fernando's turn next. Um, Beautiful. Um, have you got a pick for us? I do. Um, but as in, well, I, I've picked pink narcissus, but there is a problem with it. Uh, which I can discuss the problem with it later. Um, but I think okay. I expect we might be able to solve that problem. Um, so for now, I think I choose pink narcissus. Pink narcissus. Ooh. Okay. Thank you very much. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs>